Hey, thanks again, Greg. I had a really good time tonight. Yeah, totally. I told you not all first dates were awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good night. Good night. Okay, bye. To bricolage, truth, comedy, politics, with your host, Lev. On this episode of Bricolage, I tell a story from Japan, and we talk to bar owner and trivia guru Josh Ellis. We'll also learn about a radio station that's changed formats and get trivia from Josh. But first, Sponsors! This episode of Bricolage is brought to you by Moot Bar, a bar in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, on the corner of Classen Avenue and Myrtle Avenue. Also, 20th Century Fox and Marvel Entertainment bring you the summer's most courageous blockbuster. She was an X-Man. When she was he, she was also a member of the X-Men. Ten years after he fought crime, she will in X-Men. Transition. Finally, this episode of Bricolage is brought to you by crying yourself to sleep because your mother is literally a conversational terrorist. Seriously, I'll introduce you. Time for Bricolage Trivia with Josh Ellis. Now here's the question. With a career that spans six decades and counting, what British musician is the only artist to have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three separate times? Once again, with a career that spans six decades and counting, what British musician is the only artist to have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three separate times? Yeah, I have no idea on this one. We'll get the answer at the end from Josh. As most of my listeners know, I spent a year living in Japan in 2014. This was chronicled in my first podcast, Go for Gaijin. It's also arguably the most interesting thing about me, so I go back to it like Al Bundy does his four-touchdown game. In any event, here's a story I've never told before. The company I worked for had this asinine rule where you weren't allowed to use your work computer to access anything on the internet unrelated to your job, only your cell phone. But there was no Wi-Fi in the building, so if you wanted to do anything that required bandwidth and didn't want to drain your monthly allotment, you basically had to break the rule. I do know that most of the younger employees seemed to think it was a silly rule, but I'm also pretty sure people followed the rule. I did not. One Tuesday morning in Japan, I was trying to watch the Jets-Patriots Monday night football game. Copyright rules make this difficult, so I found an illegal live sports streaming video site which had the game. Not sure how many of my listeners have done this before, but I suspect it's a pretty high number. I did have a paid U.S. cable subscription, both at the time and still, so for what it's worth, I stand by the decision. Anyway, basically, the way these sites work is in order to fund their illegal streaming activities, they serve a cascading series of pop-up windows and advertisements for a bunch of not-super-wholesome stuff. 
Lots of gambling, lots of Nigerian princes, and a fuck ton of pornography. The company I worked for also had some internet monitoring software installed on all work computers. And unbeknownst to me, apparently when a certain number of not-okay sites got loaded... HR was tipped off and activity got reviewed. So a few days later, my boss quietly says to me, I need to talk to you today. He says a member of the human resources team will also be there. I thought maybe they'd finally busted me for always going back for seconds of the Japanese pickles in the work cafeteria, but I was wrong. So I get to the meeting room five minutes earlier, and the dude from HR is already there with my boss, and they're speaking in Japanese, and they both go completely silent when I knock on the door. My boss proceeds to explain that there's been some problematic internet activity, and he asks me if I've ever looked at pornography or gambled at work. I say, truthfully, no, absolutely not. I would never. He says my internet history suggests otherwise and turns it over to the HR guy who looks like the Japanese Rick Moranis. This guy is fighting through giggles like he's really having a hard time while reading through the sites that were loaded. Pudeboy.com, hotsexsnuts.com. He was reading names for 20 seconds, no joke. I just tried to stay as serious as possible and like stern and not give at all. And then I apologized for the confusion and came up with some insane excuse about how one of the sites I used to do legal research has advertising vendors that do pop-ups and I just, that's awful. I have no idea, I don't know why they do it. I said I'd stop using it or I would access it on my phone from now on and I thanked them. <laughs> The Patriots won by a lot. That was Justin Bieber's Sorry, dedicated to Catherine at Lawfield's Grocers over in Fountainville. Greg says, sorry about this month's alimony, baby. I spent it all on lube for us for tonight. See you at the motel later. You know which room. It's the one in between 68 and 70. Precisely quarter to eight on a beautiful November morning. As a reminder, we've got a new format starting today. KBRU AM, your home for news, only the news, always the news. I guess that's why they call it the news. <laughs> Has changed formats. We are now WJIZ, the Jizz AM. WJIZ, <laughs> we are the Jizz. Ain't nobody gonna beat the Jizz. Moving on from that dreadful new promo, traffic's flowing on the 23 and 47, and as of this morning, I must tell you that this is Sex Luther shooting my morning load from the Spermcopter 4000 with your traffic. Brought to you, as always, on the jizz by titties. Titties! Titties and traffic. And now on to weather. Quad City's weather... Quad times on the hour. Davenport to Bettendorf in Rock Island to Moline, Illinois, or Iowa. KBRU has you covered. Lou, we need a new jingle. They can hear you. Shut up and read the copy. I am not saying this. Do your fucking job and find a new one. Well, 
then maybe you will need to hire someone else because this is ridiculous. Where is Hank? Who's Hank? Your boyfriend? I hope you are joking. Hank Thompson, the station manager, and I am proud to say my boss for the last 27 years at KBRU. Hank's not your boss anymore, I am. You're gonna read my comp on air if I say so, you hear me? You're gonna do my fucking format, and you're gonna shut your fat, stupid mouth, you understand? Oh, yes, sir. Welcome to the weather on the 6 and 9. Traffic on the 69. Visit www.thejizz.com. That's two Z's. The J-I-Z-Z.com. Double the Z's, double the ejaculate. Today I am joined by my friend and fellow entrepreneur, Josh Ellis. Josh is a native Wisconsinite who is the co-owner and proprietor of three bars in the borough of Brooklyn, Uncle Barry's in Park Slope, Moot Bar in Bedford-Stuyvesant, and The Watershed in Carroll Gardens. All three bars play host to successful Wednesday night trivia contests for which Josh contributes questions and often plays MC. Josh, how are you? I'm well. And is it true that we know each other from prior to this podcast? I can confirm that that is true. Yes. That is true. Yes. Okay. You're a busy guy. Busy-ish. How many days a week do you work? I work, I don't know, seven? I guess I work seven days a week. There are seven days in a week. There are. <laughs> that's, what this, that's what the question <laughs> Arithmetic is. Arithmetic has never been my strong suit. Those bullshitters, Lennon and McCartney, right. sold us a right. false bag of goods. Right, right. Seven days in a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, How? Do you ever just want to like have a mineral water and and just sit and like have a eucalyptus? Have a, have a schwitz. Yeah. Uh, it's not you know it's 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 work, but it's not probably what you would normally think of as work. It's a lot of you know stocking stuff and talking to people and driving things from one place to another. I guess now that I'm saying it, it actually does sound like work, uh, <laughs> but it doesn't. But it doesn't always feel like work to me, which I guess is a good thing. But you know, when you have a job that requires you to be on call, uh, basically seven days a week, uh, you just, you always have to be ready to do stuff. What is an emergency other than like, I've come to one of the bars and, and dropped heat and now you need a plumbing, there's a plumbing (laughs) emergency. What? I, I would say an emergency would be one time a pipe burst and the, uh, entire bar flooded and we had to we had to close, and we had to get somebody in there. It was during cold snap. It was like the coldest day of the year, and everybody's pipes were bursting. And so it was impossible to find somebody on short notice because 500 other businesses had the same problem. That was a real emergency. That stuff doesn't happen very often. So it was the the hot water pipe burst. Yeah, yeah. So did people get burned? No, nobody got burned. There was just lots and lots of water all over the place. The bathrooms were actually unusable even after we got the problem fixed and cleaned up. We had to bring buckets around to the customers. No, you didn't. No, we didn't. We just told them to go next door. <laughs> to um, the bathroom? To the bathroom, How yeah. long were you open without functioning bathrooms? Oh, at least a day, maybe more. Wow. And yeah. isn't that, is that okay? Uh, you... I believe it is illegal. Uh, but I also, <laughs> I don't know, you're a man of the law. You could tell me. I don't I'm know. a man of the cloth. <laughs> All right, I think we can move on from right. that. In your experience, what is the most common cocktail order? It depends on how you define cocktail. 
if a vodka soda is a cocktail, yeah. then it's probably a vodka soda or a gin and tonic. Vodka soda or gin and tonic. Yeah. But if you think, but if you believe a cocktail needs more than two ingredients, then it's almost certainly a margarita. Really? Yeah. But you guys have nothing to do with Mexico or... We don't. People order... Not that you know of. <laughs> do you guys use E-Verify for The tunnels all your are plug? just rumors. <laughs> Is that a common sort of argument among the in, in the barkeeping and the mixology community that a cocktail requires three ingredients? Oh, I think it depends on how pretentious you are and how involved in the scene you are. I am moderately pretentious, but not at all involved in the scene. So I would say a cocktail is anything that mixes two or more ingredients. But okay. my, my, my take is it's not a particularly hot one. It's not gospel. It's just it's how I feel. And whiskey on the rocks. Would the rocks count as an ingredient? No. They would not. Neither water nor frozen water. Correct. Okay. What about throwing a cherry into my whiskey? I think it's got to be uh, a liquid other than water. Okay, and that's a shitty thing to do to whiskey, probably. I have no opinion on that, honestly. I hear you could you could ask ten different whiskey drinkers and get ten different opinions on that. I, it, it honestly doesn't matter to me. I only really drink one whiskey, and I pretty much only drink it as a shot. So which whiskey is that? That would be uh, Jameson's Fine Whiskey. I <laughs> uh, find it all over the place. What is the weirdest drink order? you've ever been asked to make there was a woman who came in once she was a regular for a couple of months and then disappeared her drink was um if i remember it was tequila and coke with a cherry and uh she insisted on the cherry and i don't <laughs> i don't know I, I think it's become very fashionable to mix um tequila and soda i even sometimes get tequila and ginger ale I'd never heard of tequila and Coke. I don't think I've ever made one for anyone since. I don't understand how those flavors would work together. And again, I don't understand how the cherry came into play. That was a weird one. But I remember it because I had to make it several times for her. If it was a one-off thing, I don't know that I would necessarily remember it. And so are you now stating, as a matter of fact, that you had nothing to do with this woman's disappearance? <laughs> I can I can say on the record... <laughs> well you know what all right any good stories about people being just hammered just super drunk uh other than me after the islanders won their first playoff series in 25 years the problem well you know you you like to bring this up and to be fair i would say you were one of the given how drunk you were you you were one of the best behaved <laughs> patrons we've ever had who was that shit-faced yeah at the time well that's good to know most of the time it's not going to be anything good if someone's that drunk there's just nothing you can really do to reason with them. Occasionally, you'll get exhibitionists. You get people taking off their shirts. Uh, people going into the bathroom to have sex. Oh boy! There was one. There was one night actually. I remember we have like a high-backed booth in the front of the bar, and if you're tending bar, you can't see the other side of it. And there was a couple that was sitting in the corner of this booth, and uh, I forgot about them because we were busy enough. I had customers to tend to, and I looked over. At one point, and uh, I saw the guy sitting there, but I didn't see the girl. And I figured she left, but I didn't see her for a while. And the guy was just sort of sitting there, unmoving. Uh, and I got up to bust some drinks and went over to where they were sitting and saw her under the table uh, giving him a blowjob while he was sitting in the booth. Wow. This was right in the front of the bar by the window. Anybody walking by could have seen it. It was 10.30 at night on a Sunday. This, this is at Uncle Barry's. Yeah, this is at Uncle Barry's. Wow. Yeah. What did, what did she order? <laughs> well, him, obviously. <laughs> I, my question was, 
what what is the drink that leads you to blow your boyfriend or possibly your first date or or your brother? We have no idea. We what? don't know what their relationship was. Let us not make assumptions. I don't know that there were any. I actually don't even remember what she, or if she ordered anything. I think he got a beer, but I, I don't know that she that she even ordered anything. Maybe that was just their their thing that you know, their right. kink. She's more of a salty than a, a savory. Sure. I or that was awful. Have you ever been closing up and had two just like super ugly ornery people who clearly wanted to bang awkwardly moving toward flirtation like the Louis CK, Kate McKinnon and Keenan SNL sketch. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Will you please tell me all about it? Well, it, ha- it happens constantly. The people, <laughs> really? people, yeah, people spend all night trying to bang and then they finally, you know, find that one person at the end of the night who's going to be willing to have sex with them, but they, they don't want to leave yet. So, you know, they're making out furiously at the bar and it's 10 minutes after close and all the lights are up and they're still oblivious and they just won't they won't leave i guess i've never i've never understood that if you if you found somebody who's willing to you know have sex with you what are you still doing at the bar yeah they never want to leave i don't get it that's awesome how often would you say that happens oh all the time really all the time (laughs) <laughs> like on a Wednesday or yeah I don't work I, I don't work many nights anymore so I don't personally see it but when I when I work nights when I would close the bar three four nights a week I, every week I would see it and we're talking like three or four in the morning yeah we're talking about real late at night nothing good ever happens after two in the morning With Josh Ellis. Once again, the question was, with a career that spans six decades and counting, what British musician is the only artist to have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three separate times? His name is Eric Clapton, and he was inducted as a solo artist with Derek and the Dominoes and with Cream. What is the most annoying thing that a person who's trying to order a drink can do to upset a bartender? We had a bartender who worked for us for many years, and one day she decided to make this thing called bartender bingo, and every square on the bingo chart was an annoying thing that customers do. Oh, this is great. And we would we had, you know, pennies behind the bar, and when you would come into your shift, you would get out the chart and the pennies, and over the course of your shift, you would fill in the bingo, and then at the end of your shift, uh, somebody else would take over, and they would keep going until, you know, somebody got bingo. And, you know, as you can imagine, there are dozens of these things because there, you know, there are enough of them to fill a chart. I don't know. I guess like a smattering of them would be. Wait, did somebody ever win bingo? Or like always? Oh, like every day you'd fill up the chart. <laughs> okay, okay. And, <laughs> okay. And so, and, you know, and here's the thing is that some of these were like really benign. The kind of things where, you know, in the abstract, in a vacuum, you think like, well, why would anybody complain about a customer doing this? But what you have to understand is that when you're standing behind that bar for six or seven or eight or 10 hours at a time, and your entire day is taken up by people making requests of you, even the most seemingly banal requests 
can become terrible by the end of the shift. And so, you know, and I've seen it happen. It can be, it can be literally something like someone asking you for a water, asking you to charge their phone, asking you to change the channel on the TV. Oh, the charge the phone thing. I will never understand that. Well, so what happened was... By the way, I have asked you to change the channel on the TV many times. And it's a perfectly reasonable <laughs> and request. I've asked, I've Here's asked the thing. Water many times. If you ask nicely, oh, then, okay. then there's zero reason why any bartender should have a problem fulfilling a request I like that. I thought it was going to be like standing there with like money out and just like, uh, that moves into a different category of the more aggressive things. Oh, that's not annoying. That's just douchey. I, I personally, I like it when people have money out because it means that the transaction time is shortened. Here's one of my pet peeves: is when somebody, and I, I'm just, I'm gonna say it. It's almost always a woman because women have <laughs> because women have purses. When when a woman orders a drink and we're busy, and I immediately get her the drink and I ask for the money. And it takes her two minutes to root through her purse, to find her wallet, to get out the exact amount of money to give me to complete the sale. Right. That has always bothered the hell out of me. You know what bothers the hell out of me is that you use the word woman. <laughs> I mean, obviously we're in a post-gendered society, Josh, and mm-hmm. I would hope I would hope that you of all people, progressive-minded Wisconsinite. I and- get the feeling that more and more interactions that we have in public these days are in some way like predicated on seeing how far we can push the boundaries, like how much we can get away with. And I think that bars are naturally one of the places that happens because people are already inebriated. So the little voice in their brain telling them to not do that thing is quieted. And, you know, it's... it's and we have a president who doesn't right. seem to care too right. much about it. Right, right, right. This is coming from the top. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just following orders. It's already... It's dark. You know, you can't really see the face of the person who doesn't want you to do the stupid thing you're about to do. It's almost like being on the internet, but in person. You can just sort of, you know. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. on the internet. Nope. You can just sort of say whatever you want. And it's the flip side of the great thing about bars, which is that you get all different people from all different walks of life in the same place drinking and talking. But then when things go sour, they you know they can go sour in a hurry. And yeah, I think I think a lot of the experience of being a bartender is learning how to anticipate and manage the misbehavior that your customers will (laughs) (laughs) will ultimately do. You can't really get around it. It's a it's a bug in the. So you see yourself as a babysitter with beer. Yeah, I'm sort of like one quarter babysitter, one quarter therapist, one quarter drug dealer. I don't know. It's like a whole bunch. <laughs> What's the other quarter? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me about the therapist thing. You have a lot of regulars, so do you end up in? conversations with like pretty deep people confess yeah yeah people talk about all different aspects of their life they as they have more and more to drink they tend to focus on the worse aspects of their their lives it's like everything else there's a there's a good side in that you actually get to know these people really well and you become emotionally invested in their lives you become friends with them but then at the same time you your job is to listen to them even when you don't want to. If you have a, a friend who's bothering you too much, you can just tell them not to fucking call you for a while or take, you know, take a little personal time. But if your regular comes in and wants to talk about how his wife is throwing him out and he might be gay and he can't make sense of his life, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't just stand in the corner doing the crossword. You got to listen to him, and um, you know, it's uh, it. It makes you feel bad, but then at the same time, it makes you feel good that you're not dealing with that. If my wife were throwing me out, 
Right. I would hope I would know at that point whether I was gay. It seems I'm not uh, married to a woman. This is not a hypothetical. This person exists. No, I, uh, I gather I gather yeah. that. I'm looking to solve the problems. Right. You're just looking to listen and serve another round. Yeah, man. I'm not getting involved in that, you know, beyond uh, nodding my head and offering some, you know, general sympathies. And, you know, and really at the end of the day, other than just having somebody to talk to, you know, he wants booze and that I can do very easily. But it's also it's also therapeutic in the sense that there'll be other people at the bar uh, who are also dealing with their shit and misery loves company. When it works is when you don't have to babysit, is when the kids can take care of themselves and they start talking about this, that, and the other thing and their moods start to brighten. Do you ever try to introduce regulars to each other? Like one of them's hammering about his, I don't, oh, my wife I thinks I'm gay. I don't need to, man. I don't need to. Their, their loneliness and the booze takes care of it for me. I don't I don't have to make right. those connections. So you, you're eager to get them started on their order because you know in a couple rounds, right. you they won't be your problem anymore. They'll right. be talking to the guy next to you who's right. been annoying in you. A, in a couple minutes, the other recent divorcee who was also just arrested is going to come in <laughs> and then they're going to start talking about World War II or whatever the fuck they talk about. Right. And, uh, you know, and they'll just go from there. It'll be great. And then three hours later, one of them will look at the watch and say, oh, man, I got to go do some work, even though they clearly don't. When I get divorced, by the way, that's all I'm going to want to talk about <laughs> is World War II. Right. And also the Holocaust never happened. Right. Of course. <laughs> we all know that. Would you rather mm -hmm. the Brewers win the World Series this year uh -huh. or the Holocaust never happened? All right. Okay. <laughs> it's not a serious question. You're not supposed to ponder that long. But here's, but here's the thing. Obviously, you take the Brewers World Series. Well, here's the thing. Is that the Holocaust already happened, you know? You can't undo you it. You can't undo it. it we, we already live in a post-Holocaust world <laughs> that's treated me perfectly fine, and I'm quite happy with it on the whole. Uh, the Brewers have never won a World Series. Come tantalizingly close. I hope I get a chance to see it. Why do you think sports matters so much to you? And why... So, like, the Packers have won a couple uh, Super Bowls in your lifetime, right? Yeah. Is the reason the Brewers matter more would matter more to you because you're more of a baseball fan or just because the Packers have done it so it just doesn't mean as much? Oh, uh, I think it's because uh, losing hurts more than winning feels good. And uh, losing stays with me much longer than winning ever stays with me. And uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. It Did sucks. the Milwaukee Braves ever win a World Series? Yeah, once, uh, 1957. Uh, Warren Spahn uh, was the there. the Yankees? Yeah, but that was the only, only World Series they ever won. They went to a couple of them, I think. All right, one last question for you, Josh. What is your drink of choice? Uh, I drink, I guess people have now taken to calling it what people used to call it, which is a boiler maker. It's just a shot and a beer. The shot is Jameson, and the beer is usually Yingling right now, on a big Yingling kick. For a while, it was Bell's Amber Ale. Uh, but really, it's whatever we have on draft that I am enjoying drinking. That is not too heavy. It uh, does not have too much alcohol in it, and uh, you know, pairs nicely uh, with the shot. Well, it wasn't Three Doors Down. They're the greatest rock band in history, but it was three episodes down. Were they as good for you as they were for me? Uh-huh. Do you have strong opinions on trivia or cocktails or bartender bingo? Are you one of Josh's patrons who uses him as a substitute for a therapist? Let us know. Email us at podcastbricolage at gmail.com. 
This has been Bricolage, created and hosted by Lev. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. Theme song, sponsor song, and trivia song written by Alex Schiff. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a good review on the internet. And if you didn't, are you sure? Because I kind of feel like you need all the friends you can get right now, Julie. See you soon. 